0: 30 and Nerdy Podcast is presented by Advertising Expressions. With so many ad specialties available, there is a huge opportunity for professionals like yourself to boost ROI and leave a lasting impression with your customers. Our mission is to help you create long-lasting relationships with your clients through the power of promotional products by getting your name in front of as many people as possible for as long as possible. We can help you today. Call Advertising Expressions, the place that the nerds use, at 423-586-3270. Ask for Zach and tell them the 30 and Nerdy podcast sent you. Welcome back to another episode of the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. I'm your host, the Duke of Nerds, the sweet tea of the nerdy south, the captain of content, the tribal chief of 30 and Nerdy Podcast. Acknowledge me. And joined, of course, by my co-host, the oozy one, the juicy one, getting little Lucy one. Yeah. He's got his Ph.D in nerd philosophy nerdology nerdonomics everything under the nerd sun except for anime of course he's still working on it dr davis what's up doc yeah let me
1: yeah. talk to you uh what's up nerds and nerdettes i'll throw that in there because you didn't say that
0: this time. yes what's up nerds and nerdettes
1: Felt off.
0: it did feel a little off so uh, come and gone here we are to talk yeah. about a lot of things just in the last few days since we last dropped an episode so much more has already happened again in the nerd world and outside. So first off, uh, just uh, welcome to the episode. Don't forget to follow us on all forms of social media that we are on. Go to our website, check out where you can find us. Hit subscribe. Go down to the bottom of the website and subscribe to that nerdly newsletter. You're going to get movie reviews, newsletter, blog, stuff like that. And don't forget to check us out on Patreon. Patreon. uh uh, as i said in the last episode a lot of change coming a lot of cool change a lot of positive change change for the best so juice you didn't want to talk about it last week because it was just like a lump in your throat but here we are (laughs) i know a weekend how's how's work
1: back to school back to back to school uh yeah i am officially back back to school and uh monday of this week had a first day with kids Mm. this year got to see (laughs) a lot of new faces in in my room Mm -hmm. Um, first day is always fun because they are like deers in headlights like oh my gosh i've heard Mm -hmm. horror stories about being in this class Mm -hmm. here i am you know that kind of thing and then also a lot of old faces my kiddos that i've had for a couple years now so It's great to see them.
0: Let's get this straight. Right. Yes. So your first day back with students was Monday, the same day that three tornadoes hit in the area.
1: Uh, Yes, I I didn't even. Which is
0: unheard of, by the way, in the Smoky Mountain area. Let's just throw that out there. If If you're listening and you're not from the East Tennessee area, it is statistically unheard of. That we get one tornado because we're in the mountains and it usually mm-hmm. dissipates and breaks up, but yep. three within a driving radius of each other. Pretty rare. That's very rare. Very rare. So they just dismissed you early and today you had yeah. off.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we're, I'm actually, I was in the class uh, with my musical kids for this mm-hmm. year and we were just sort of, you know, chit chatting and getting a feel for things for the day. And uh, one of the kids said something like, oh, yeah, you know, we're getting out because of the tornado. I was like, what? What? Okay. Had no idea. So then we got up uh, in the hallway and I looked outside and saw, you know, how still and dark the it the was. World. And that's when I knew, well, this is not going to be good. So they <laughs> did dismiss us. And I. So it's
0: been kind of a soft roll into the year.
1: Yeah. Three fourths of a day in <laughs> with kids. And then to, uh, there was so much damage in the area yeah uh that uh, they had to call school out for the day i think we were the only ones that were actually called out because we were hit so hard it was a scary drive home i probably should have stayed at school i was probably safer there but i did decide to go on home and what do
0: you want to get home
1: was hail and
0: kid and yeah of course if if it's going to be tornado out um but before we talk more about that work has been crazy i talked last week we're we're in the midst of of basically turning this area into like a little media studio type thing and it's going great uh monday the second episode of between two barrels dropped uh where we got to sit down with our head distiller uh legend amongst legends justin himself uh talked a little bit about the process um learned some new things for instance i did not know this actually going into it um one, we, we misspoke in the first episode about how many iterations of the PBC he went through. He actually went through 42 iterations of the peanut butter cup whiskey before he felt comfortable mm-hmm. letting it take the next step. Mm. So that's that's one of the things that makes TLD amazing is Justin's attention to he wants the best. Yeah. Um, and I learned that we use something called aromatics in flavoring some of our stuff because mm-hmm. so much scientifically speaking so much of a human's taste is smell. Yeah. So they are able to molecularly go in. Justin doesn't do this part, but the people we we partner with do this part. They molecularly go in and remove the protein of peanut that everyone's aller- allergic to. Yeah. And highlight the aroma molecules. To flavor our peanut butter whiskey with.
1: I tell you what, these people are like mad scientists. Mm-hmm.
0: So if you have a peanut allergen, you can actually drink our peanut butter cup whiskey. It's insane. And, and you didn't even scratch the surface.
1: Are you allergic to anything that you love? Um, you know, like you remember in Dr. Doolittle when the woman was allergic to shellfish, but she couldn't she could help but eat it. it. <laughs> she'd hide in the bathroom and eat the shellfish and she'd blow up like a balloon. Yes.
0: Um. N- no. Allergic to anything I love. When I did the allergy test in seventh grade and my arm looked like a felt and looked like a train track, it was all outdoor stuff. Mm -hmm. No foods. I was allergic to no foods. It was all like dust mites and and Bermuda grass and normal mold and normal everyday things a human should be allergic to. But luckily, no foods. No medicines either.
1: I have a coconut allergy i know and i hate that for you well i i don't really because the times i've had it maybe it's because of what happened right after but the times i've had it i didn't really like it too much (laughs) so i feel like i'm not missing out on too much but it just the one thing that's sucky about it is like when people bring a bunch of desserts around they're like Mm -hmm. oh let's have these cakes and pies and stuff you want to try it well most of the time i can't unless it's Mm -hmm. like uh you know, mm-hmm. strawberry pie or something like that, because I'm allergic to coconut. People put coconut in all kinds of desserts, and
0: or just using coconut oil to cook.
1: Yeah, Even I mean, basically, like for you, you still can't have it. I've pretty much figured out like there's coconut extracts and little bits mm-hmm. of things like in all kinds of stuff, like in the mm-hmm. shampoo I use. There's a little bit of it. Like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I don't know what it is. Only certain things affect me, but
0: it's probably maybe. amounts and how it hits
1: you. Maybe I really don't know.
0: Probably. probably. But, yeah, we uh, checked that episode out. We learned a lot um, with our head distiller, and he's he's not done. He's going to be on constantly uh, talking about new things coming and talking more about the process, and it, it was really interesting.
1: I haven't uh, listened just yet to the episode with Justin, but did he bring up his awesome Mandalorian armor? That he I no,
0: We are saving that for when okay. we sit down with Tennessee Legend of Oh,
1: the two of us? Yes. You and I? us yes. 30 and Nerdy right here? 30
0: and oh. Nerdy Podcast. Hey, I'm in. We're going to sit down with uh, Brian and Justin and possibly Jonathan from Anthem to talk some fun things that maybe we can be the yeah. first to oh, hear about.
1: Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. It's
0: so okay. uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, also, be on the lookout for a very big upcoming event in the Atlanta area. Uh, Beth Crowley, our dear dearest very talented friend we love beth who wrote and sings the closing credits for 30 and nerdy um she is having an album drop in the marietta area so if you're listening to this and you're in that area it is this saturday from six to nine at one of the cider houses Uh, you can find her information on her facebook page and we also shared it um so we're going to be there uh talking to beth and uh it's going to be exciting because we we've yet to to Meet her in person,
1: right? So, or be or hear her perform live. So, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very excited.
0: Uh, and also, uh, Fanboy Expo Orlando, more updates coming out. If you are not following their social media, please do. Uh, there's an announcement every other day, it seems like. Uh, the closer we get to September 1st, the more announcements are going to come out. And, uh, your boys, the Juice, the Rev, and the Duke, are going to be. In Orlando, at the event hosting the cosplay contest again, mm. and ready to talk all things nerd with everyone in attendance.
1: That is what I hear. That is what I hear. Uh,
0: so, a little bit more about the tornado touchdowns um, in the area. Thousands of people. Uh, some some are still without power in the Jeff County, Sevier County area. Uh, it was it was the worst storm outside of a snowstorm that i've ever experienced in years i mean i remember being a kid like six seven years old and a tornado tornado hitting in morristown and having to go down to the basement
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and i remember seeing a tornado from the distance when i was in like fifth grade near straw plains but i'd never known three tornadoes to touch down in this area at the same time ever
1: right yeah,
0: It's just, it's, it's never happened. It was wild. It was wild. We just kept trying to get home and every entrance into our, you know, all the, all the roads to our house were trees and power lines all over the place. Mm-hmm. Downtown dandridge was bad. Like it like picked up and split whole telephone poles and yeah. trees that have been standing for hundreds of years in dandridge are gone. Um, it was just crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, but we should
1: we should say, uh, so far as we know, no one was hurt. Yes, uh, so far as we know. Everyone's okay. So,
0: uh, so we're very thankful for that. Um, my boss, Brian, uh, was not at work today because a tree went through his roof. What? held his roof.
1: And his new house, too, his right? His new house. Mm.
0: Big tree fell. Part of it splintered off and went through the roof. He sent me a picture of the the whole massive, I wouldn't even call it a branch because when I think of a branch, I think of like a switch thin enough to this was a huge log just impaled his roof. You
1: know, know this is terrible for Brian. I'm so sorry to hear this. Like that really sucks but I can't get out of my head the image of, you know, those commercials for Progressive where (laughs) the guy is like representing the Mm. chaos that's going to happen. Yes, he looks all beat up and he's in a suit. Yeah. I just keep thinking about like this dude's sitting on Brian's couch when he walks in from after the tornadoes. Like, hey. it'll protect
0: you from mayhem, like <laughs> me. Oh, do you know where he got his start before he was a progressive spokesperson?
1: Oh, I, 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 I know Supernatural.
0: No, it was not an episode of Supernatural. He was in the original Law and Order. He was a detective.
1: Oh, but he okay.
0: is making more as Mayhem than he ever did on Law and Order.
1: Oh, I guarantee. Once you've been doing one of these little. Spokesperson, they're like things. connected
0: universes, dude. Yeah,
1: I mean, think about how long we've had flow from progressive. She's got to be going on like 20 years or something at this she point. She
0: is the top paid spokesperson, it's her, him, and then the chick from at&t are the top three mm-hmm, mm-hmm, spokespeople. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. You can make more money as a spokesperson for recurring commercials than you can on TV these days. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we're very thankful that, uh, as of we know, that no one was was hurt or, or killed in the tornadoes. Um, but there are still thousands without power in the Sevier County and Jeff County area. So uh, keep them in your thoughts. Some of the new information that we've kind of talked about coming up is the uh, the legend studio that is starting up with our uh, fantastic sponsors at Tennessee Legend Distillery what we are going to take this opportunity to do after being kind of invited to, to be a part of it all on the ground level is 30 and nerdy podcast will become part of legend studios. Legend studios will start out with three podcasts between two barrels, cocky top, which will be a sports podcast with me and Brian because he's a South Carolina fan. I'm a fall fan and 30 and nerdy podcast. We will be under the legend studio banner uh, starting within the next month or so. Be on the lookout for that because that will rearrange our Patreon to where the gifts and the things that you can receive for just being a Patreon member expand to not just 30 and nerdy stuff, but also Tennessee legend memorabilia, gift certificates, gift cards, uh, products, stuff like that. So we are very excited to get to embark on this new aspect of the aven- adventure uh with 30 and nerdy podcast uh because after all if you do not evolve you die yeah you go so this is a cool opportunity to yeah. uh extend not just our brand past what we've done but get to become part of another brand and it's gonna be a lot of fun
3: yeah
0: um it, it really is it's gonna be a lot of fun it's and
1: fun. I and and I am fortunate enough to know the folks at Tennessee Legends as well and they are wonderful people and mm-hmm. um so appreciative of them uh you know, having such a uh, chance faith in us and, Mm -hmm. and everything. So we appreciate them for that.
0: Absolutely. So I talked about subscribing to the website. There are new blogs out uh, about haunted mansion, Indiana Jones, um, uh, insidious, the red door. Uh, If you have seen those and you want to hear the thoughts of, of the Duke of nerds and in haunted mansion blog, actually you get a little bit of words on the movie from the Duchess of nerds herself. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> she actually wrote up a, a little blog about it as well because it is her favorite IP. Wow. So, and and it was all a lot of fun to, she was, she was, it was, it was, I say it in the blog. After I asked her to do it, she got really giddy and really excited. And <laughs> in our time together, I have never seen her type on something so passionately and so excitingly and so importantly in our entire time together. She was just going going away at it. No, I just kept grinning while she was doing that. It's like, yay, she's nerding out. That's what I look like. Cool. So we are going to dip into some topics, news, and tales of the Nerdiverse. <laughs> and we are going to kick it off with some con schedules throughout the country. So if you are in these areas, then you should definitely take the time to uh, check them out. Uh, so we've got Fan Expo Chicago is this weekend.
1: Ooh, that is always a big show. So mm-hmm. <sighs> we should go to it sometime. I think next on the list for us should be if we can't get to to New York. Uh, Dragon. Sometime Dragon Con, I think is definitely doable.
0: Absolutely. Not this year because we'll be at Fanboy. But right. um, the next one is Flame Con in New York City. It will be August 12th through thir- and 13th. So check that out. And Fan Expo Canada is August 24th through 27th. I know we got some listeners in Canada, and I'm sure our dear friend Vixen Valiant, she is pretty sure she's scheduled to appear there. And uh, she's been on her own little con tour as of late in the Canada area. So she's been partnering up with different things. Uh, She recently partnered up with uh, lightsaber creators at their booth and did like photos and lightsaber shots so it looked really cool um and of course rounding out august is dragon con and the atl august 31st through september 4th i don't know man we could just hit the last day of dragon con on the way back from orlando
1: you know (laughs) (laughs) we could just make this thing a twofer (laughs) i mean i just realized something what I don't have to fly back because Monday's Labor Day.
0: Monday is Labor Day. You don't have to fly. Oh, thank I don't God. have to fly back because we were going to miss you driving.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've, so that's good news. Sweet. Maybe we can just stop by. I wonder what a Sunday ticket is. Probably too much.
0: Probably still too insane. You
1: know what? I will uh, just...
0: Let's just let's just check this out. One Sunday ticket.
1: Eternal memberships, Eh, probably not going to happen. I know someone with an eternal membership. Actually, he uh, he went to the very first one, and he it was small, really small. Then, yeah. And I don't know how exactly he ended up with it, but he told me. And
0: is it like an annual fee? You can go.
1: No, they were. He was. It's. He can go anytime, forever. I think obviously now you probably got to pay for it, but like his was given to him. Wow. Yeah, he works at my school. Okay. Instead of just calling it daily tickets or anything like that, they call it memberships. So, Ooh. oh, hey, okay. Look, Monday only 35 bucks. Oh, dude. I mean, it'd be worth just like swinging through.
0: I think it would be just to say we've been.
1: So like. Sunday night we can try to at least get back to Logan's house sleep, and chill and then like sleep, check out the con for a couple hours and head back home. Yeah. And I'll just be tired on Tuesday, and it's yeah. fine. Sweet. Oh hey, here you go. Eternal membership. 4500 dollars
2: Whoa.
0: Well, you'd you'd be Not basically today. you'd be basically going for free by 10-15 years in. <laughs>
1: I mean, if you win every single day, I guess that (laughs) internal membership better also come with, like, line skipping, lightning lightning lane, (laughs) (laughs) fast pass, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) Then I'll talk to you about (laughs) $4,500. Moving on, Webtoons has a new webcomic series free to read for fans of action and science fiction. Cloaked offers a fresh story where the fate of the Earth is in the hands of young heroes who must not only save their own loved ones from an ancient alien threat, but humanity as a whole. Created by Tony Karnowski, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You always yeah. give me the hard mm-hmm. names. Like I this do. is a running Keep, thing. Hip hop, hip hop anonymous, uh, but Tony Karnowski. Good on you, man. The creative team also includes artists Carlos Trigo and editors Tyler Beckett and Luke Soto. That's Cloaked, a web comic series. Full free. free. Full free. Speaking of the
0: comics world, next year marks the 40th anniversary of Marvel's iconic event crossover series, Marvel Superheroes Secret Wars.
1: Say that five times fast. Yeah.
0: The storyline introduced new characters and concepts, most notably the alien symbiote that would become Venom. Mm Marvel has decided to mark the anniversary a little early, though, with a new miniseries set during the storyline that reveals new details and mysteries to the saga. Battleworld is a new four-issue miniseries by the creative team of Tom DeFalco and artist Pat Olafe. The first issue is set to drop in November. What timing <laughs> for Secret Wars? What, a, what timing to... Piggyback off of that's the direction we're heading in the movies. To you know what, we should do we should release four more issues that these people will buy.
1: It might be a good idea, and
0: it might be smart,
1: like shooting nerds in a barrel. Mm. All right, so let's talk about Oppenheimer. Still haven't seen it. Have you seen it? No, no. After earning over $550 million at the global box office, Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer is extending its IMAX 70 millimeter run until August 31st. With that being said, a huge congratulations to Barbie for being the first female solo directed movie to cross the $1 billion mark at the box office in just three weeks. So I guess in the, what do they call it? Bar- Barbenheimer? Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer. I guess Barbie came out on top on Mm -hmm. that. Still haven't seen that one either, but I, I do plan to. But the film's success has surprised even distribution execs and is attributed to Greta Gerwig's skill in bringing the iconic character to life across generations with a resonating and entertaining story. So now Barbie joins Super Mario Bros., which is just delightful, as the only two movies to cross the $1 billion mark in 2023. And there's only four months left in the year. So we got Peach and Barbie out here just laying it down down in 2023, son.
0: Get it, ladies.
1: My kid has probably watched Super Mario Bros. No less than like 12 times.
2: And I haven't gotten
1: sick of it yet. So I'm I'm all in with the Barbie movies or the Super Mario movies. Good.
0: Marvel's Loki and McDonald's are teaming up for a saucy partnership as the fast food chain Sweet and Sour Sauce will be featured in season two of Loki, as well as getting a Loki makeover in McDonald's across the country.
1: Now, see, if they were smart, what they would really do is like it'd be like Bertie Bots, Every Flavor Beans. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you think you're getting sweet and sour, son, but uh-uh, you open it up. This Loki sauce. and it's like, Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: That would be that. That's more brilliant. I think I that, mean that the what, trickster.
1: What, what would Loki do?
0: That's he what he you. would do. That's more of Loki.
1: Uh, like, like butters in South Park or Professor Chaos, I should say. Yeah. They wanted to re- replace, <laughs> replace everyone's uh, chocolate covered cherries, replace the inside with uh, icky mayonnaise.
0: I hate mayonnaise. Are you I a communist? It. Apparently.
1: With Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, and WrestleMania 40 still around the corner. Paul Heyman. <laughs> oh, Paul Heyman. Mm-hmm. I laughed because I, th- I thought this was going to be about <laughs> uh, the thing he said recently about uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Did you hear yeah. this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they said something about, oh, you know, yeah, Bob- Bobby Heenan is the greatest of all time. He said, I forget about Bobby Heenan. He's dead. I'm the greatest. Of I'm all the time.
0: greatest of all time.
1: <laughs> what a hill. Man, and Bobby Heenan probably would have loved that.
0: But, but Heenan anyway. is top 3.
1: Oh man, he's easy. Absolutely. Oh, man, it it's hard to pick top 3 though because you definitely know, Brain
0: Jimmy's pretty good.
1: And you know I got Corny up there. Uh Jimmy Hart as well. I mean, Miss Elizabeth.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll tell you who it reasons ain't reasons. for me. It ain't Dirty Dutch Mantel.
1: No, no, not Dutch. Uh, you
0: know, fun fact about uh, Percy Pringle, a.k.a. and Undertaker's dad. His last m- wrestler he met, managed before dying was L.A. Knight.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I knew that, actually. Yeah, yeah. I've seen the picture. Anyway, on with the the story. Paul Heyman, in a recent interview, stated that the Bloodline storyline is only in the bottom of the third inning. This was the uh, post-SummerSlam mm-hmm. uh, conference. Mm-hmm. I, I heard that. Making the connection to baseball, this states that we aren't even close to the game being over.
0: I love that.
1: I, we're three years in, and he says bottom of the third.
0: Bottom of the third, baby. I mean. I love it. As long as it stays compelling, I'm here. give for it, it to me as long as you need to.
1: Yeah. Which makes me wonder, like, if we're three years in and we're only – this far is, are, are people going to get that Cody Rhodes ending at WrestleMania that they're hoping for? I don't know. We shall see. We Maybe. Shall see.
0: Maybe Gal Gadot is still set to develop Wonder Woman three with the new regime. This begs the question, even to me, why, if we are in the middle of a reboot and who else is either staying or getting a send off?
1: His little, Confusing, isn't
0: it? Mm-hmm. Um, don't get me wrong. I think Gal Gadot is is fantastic as yeah. Wonder Woman. She's who? a great Diana.
1: Yeah, who better?
0: I, I don't know many people today that I'd rather put in that role, uh, other than Gal. Uh, but yeah. maybe it is a send off. Maybe it takes place at the same time the Flash does, and it'll end. You know, that would be smart. With. A reboot and a new diana emerging or something but we shall see it is always nice to finish a trilogy so
1: in an interview with christopher nolan he was asked if he were to bring us a bond film wow a christopher nolan bond film would well, actually probably call. be pretty good I'd, I'd, yeah i'd see it uh so what what would his dream cast be and he followed with this oh wow <laughs> Robert Pattinson as James Bond. Okay. You know, don't doubt him after he pulled off Batman. I don't
0: doubt him anymore.
1: Florence Pugh as the Bond girl. Yes. Ding, 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 ding. We have a winner.
0: You put her in anything, you'll get my money.
1: Ken Watanabe as the villain.
0: He's a great villain.
1: Emily Blunt as M. Ah, that's... That's an excellent. She's idea. fantastic. She'd yeah, even though she's young, I I think that'd be if a you nice... go back
0: to a younger Bond, with uh, younger yeah. cast, then she'd be a great M.
1: That would be excellent. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, Elizabeth Debicki as Money Penny. Money uh, I don't know who she is.
0: I don't know who she is.
1: James Darcy as Q.
0: Really, in um, all honesty, all you need for a Q is a funny, smarmy British guy.
1: Tom Hardy as the main henchman. To want to not be,
0: I mean, it's Christopher Nolan. Why not have Tom Hardy yeah. in it?
1: <laughs> and I'm sure uh, Cillian Murphy will show up somewhere and
0: probably and uh, we'll Leo DiCaprio others. might have a little little cameo, right. <laughs> And uh, what's his face who played uh, uh, Blake in yeah, Dark Robinizes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: Joseph Gordon Levitt, yeah, Joseph Gordon
0: Levitt. Um, speaking of uh, Warner Brothers, though Warner Bros. Discovery has lost 1.8 million subscribers between its switch to Max and its stance on the strike, which makes me ask the question: As two people who are in full support of the strike, and those people, are we doing the wrong thing going to the movies and watching things on streams? Because there are people who say we shouldn't be.
1: I personally know someone who is affected by this whole thing firsthand, who works mm-hmm. in the industry. Mm-hmm. You know this person as well, mm-hmm. uh, who did tell me that they canceled their Disney Plus because of Bob Iger. Okay. And I felt bad that I am not to that point yet. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm sorry. I'm not ready for that yet. I
0: mean, ultimately, it is how we get them. How we okay. get to them is, but I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it.
1: Do Do we know that the loss of subscribers for Warner Bros. Discovery is because of the striker? Because no one. Really some, cares people about have it. State, some people
0: have stated. Some people have stated. That they have, um, yeah. In the little story I wrote, that they have recently unsubscribed because, yeah, of comments made by. But most of it was at, after the stance of after the change to, Max, <laughs> Max.
1: Well, I heard uh, recently that, and I'm sorry, I get all the acronyms mixed up, but one of the parties has, uh, you know, proposed an unmeeting to Mm -hmm. go over things once again so hopefully they'll make some progress and
0: well the thing that gets me is a 24 a pretty much independent horror company now they give us fantastic horror movies and all that they have actually done everything that the strikers have requested of them so if a smaller company like A24, a pretty much independent, you know, not really funded by Holly, the Hollywood machine can make those changes in support of their writer staff and their actors, why can't the big companies? So hats off to A24. You do great horror movies and you listen to your people. So bravo.
1: So on the, the topic of the strikes, we got a couple other interesting little things here to share in an act of support. Dwayne, the rock Johnson has donated a historic sum to uh, the screen actors Guild And after strike support, a source says that it is the largest single donation that they ever received by an individual at one time. And you know what? I, I, He's got the money to spare to do such a thing. So mm-hmm. it makes me it, it's encouraging to know that someone who we have admired for so many years uh, mm-hmm. growing up watching seems to have such a good heart mm-hmm. um, and it's not just for show and stuff. So, yeah, good job. The yeah. Rock, Dwayne. Uh,
0: now, speaking some more of the strike, Robert Wright recently released the yearly pay of CEOs across media. And here they are. Netflix, well, they make fifty-one million dollars a year. Next star 39 million, WB Discovery, 39 million, Comcast 32 million, Paramount 32 million, Disney 42 or 24 million, AMC makes twenty four million, and Fox Corporation 22 million. Those are yearly salaries that these CEOs basically pay themselves a lot of money and they they just don't think they have the money to pay writers and actors on time and more i just
1: without whom they would have nothing so
0: yes exactly uh
1: in a recent interview conleth hill the actor who played Varys in game of thrones uh has spoken about the show's rushed final seasons saying he felt frustrated and inconsolable about them
0: Oh, as, yes, my Lord,
1: as many people, many
0: do. have. But I also kind of want to say it's been over now for how long? Uh, what, I mean, I'm four sure four years inconsolable means like you just can't get over it. So. But.
1: Well, I'm sure if you're in the middle of it and it's this big huge thing. The whole world's watching and it means so much to so many people. Yeah. You just can feel, I'd imagine you know, I, I know what that feeling is like to be a part of something and mm-hmm. care so much about it. And then you just feel like it's going the wrong direction. It's like mm-hmm. you're on the Titanic looking for a lifeboat. Yeah. I, you know, I know what that feels like. So I yeah. get it.
0: Some exciting news though, and news that I never thought I'd read. Nintendo is reportedly planning to release a next gen console. During the second half of 2024, oh yeah. the console I, wars continue I, and Nintendo I, is finally entering the race.
1: I can't keep up.
0: I can't either, man. I
1: just got the PS5, which I'm loving. Oh, good. Uh, and I've got a Switch that I don't play a lot. And now I'm probably going to want to have this thing, too, because it'll probably be awesome and have some all
0: the old Nintendo games on it.
1: Nintendo is really good with like making their consoles like unique, you know, like it has something that's different about it. Like they were the first on the Wii to have like the nunchuck Mm -hmm. and the the sensor controller thing um, and the little camera. They really are innovative. Whereas like with PlayStation and Xbox, I mean they pretty much do the same things and work the same oh. way. It's the same, yeah. more or less. So
0: yeah. yeah. Maybe they'll bring back cartridges.
1: And you have to blow in them. Um, yeah. You know, kids t- <laughs> kids today don't know about that. They don't even know what we're talking about.
4: They don't even know what we're talking about. Look blow it up. there's
1: What's I a guarantee cartridge? you a, there's a TikTok somewhere of people showing you how to do yeah. cartridges in the 90s. I guarantee you. Do your research. <laughs>
0: Moving forward, Critical Role has silently removed hundreds of videos from its official YouTube account in efforts to scrub a bad actor from its past content. Earlier this year, Critical Role and Last of Us star Ashley Johnson separated from Foster, her longtime partner and fiancé, after a history of verbal abuse, control, and substance dependency.
1: That's mm. that Ben Foster? Mm-hmm. Like, okay. That sucks. Um, again uh we know someone who's in the industry who actually knows her very well and is yeah. friends with her and has worked with her and actually her. uh mentioned that that whole thing to me like she mm. was glad that she was in a different uh a different situation place. now yeah. so so that's good good, good for to hear
0: her.
1: and good for critical role for yeah taking a stand and
0: absolutely yeah. i don't think that there's anything wrong with that no matter what side of the coin you fall on i think a company taking a stance and doing the right thing is yeah. never a bad thing
1: we don't want to continue association with this person yeah, absolutely. so they have the right to do that Absolutely. so a new assassin's creed game code name red is seemingly set for a 2024 release which will take the series to japan they are making these Assassin's cre- creed games faster than
0: than Fast and the Furious movies.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the Mirage isn't even out yet.
0: No, it's not.
1: But I've noticed I think this is one of them that like, you know, like if you go to the GameStop website or wherever you buy games, it's you know, most games nowadays are like $69.99. And that one was like $49.99. It was really cheap. So I'm wondering if they're making like just shorter games or something like that. And so they, they can could technically make like more.
0: Didn't they even release a a small storied like uh, screen follow game? Oh, I don't know. Like it wasn't uh, you like know, a mobile like, game. Like no, like like the old games used to be like Mario and all that.
1: Oh yeah, no, I don't know.
0: It went like you just went across the screen and you go up and all that, mm. like Donkey Kong was yeah. back in the day.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. I I mean, I, you know, as long as they're going to be good, I mean, you can still bring me the games you know because i have probably only really disliked one of the assassin's creed games
1: i didn't care for valhalla really yeah i didn't I, to be honest though to be fair i didn't give it much of a chance i played for like a couple hours and i It just took way too long to get going to hook me. So I wasn't going to devote any more time to it.
0: No, I understand. I understand. Uh, Syndicate was the one I didn't like as much.
1: I didn't finish that one either, actually.
0: Yeah. Um, Moving forward, some sad news. Mark Margolis has passed away and uh, known for Better Call Saul, Breaking Bad, Scarface, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, he played Jerome, aka the Joker's father, in the yeah. episode of Gotham. Uh, just a legend in the acting scene, who brought us some very pivotal—not uh, just characters, but anytime he was on screen, he—he he was one. And I say this a lot about like solid actors; they—they they have a presence and a control when the camera's on them. Like they—they they d- command a scene even when they're not speaking. Um, he was one of those. He was one of those actors rest but in yeah. peace rest in peace mark so i i did i've been doing working on this list for like the past month of since they announced that batman brave and bold would be the story that kicks off batman in this new dc universe <laughs> and i have been so
1: many batman
0: i know however there's been like what nine batman three four superman three, four Spider-Men, but only one Wolverine. By God. Think about that. Uh, So, and I've been jotting down like who I would cast, who I'd like to see and all that. And so here is what now stands as my Batman universe.
1: And I've I've not looked at this list You have not looked at this,
0: and I did not ask you to do one. Right. This is just me. Jensen Ackles is Batman.
1: Not a surprise.
0: Aiden Gallagher's Damian Wayne. Perfect. Dylan O'Brien as Dick Grayson.
1: Tell me who that is.
0: Uh, Maze Runner. Oh, okay. character. Okay. Aaron Taylor Johnson's Jason Todd. Uh, yes. Uh, Logan Lerman as Tim Drake. Percy Jackson. Yes. Felicia Day as Batgirl.
2: Hmm. Yeah.
0: I think she'd bring a quirkiness to the character.
1: Um, How old is Felicia Day now, though?
0: I mean, she could play as young. She played young in Supernatural. She's played way under her age in Supernatural. Um, of course, she's, she's
1: 44. That's true.
0: But if you do this type of casting, she could be an older Barbara Gordon.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but I uh, think that think she's a good choice.
0: Yeah. Sophie Turner is Batwoman, Kate Kane. Hmm. What do you think?
1: What if you switch those two?
0: Okay. Okay, yeah. I like that. Felicia Day is Kate Kane, and Sophie Turner is Batgirl. Yeah. I like that. Brian Cranston is Jim Gordon.
1: Oh, yeah. What, uh, did he not? Is he's he retired? He technically, he's retired,
0: but he voiced yeah. uh, Jim Gordon in Batman Year One. Yes. And ever since then, I've been like, no, I need him live action.
1: He would have been great.
0: Ralph Fiennes as Alfred.
1: Yes, perfect.
0: Ernie Hudson as Lucius Fox.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: John Boega as a son, Luke, who becomes Batwing. Yeah. Bill Skarsgård as the Joker. Okay. Maya Goth as Harley Quinn.
1: Now tell me who that is.
0: She's she's this crazy character. Oh, you know the movie X that um, uh, Brittany Snow was in it and Jenny Ortega was in it.
1: I just looked her up. You got her as who?
0: Harley Quinn.
1: Harley Quinn.
0: You should watch some clips of her acting. Oh, she'd be so good. Uh, Anna De Armas is Selena Kyle. I know you probably don't know some of these people. Ah, okay. Anya yeah, I've seen her
1: before.
0: Anya Kalatra as Talia Al Ghul, okay. aka yennefer from
1: Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Alfred Molina as the Penguin. <laughs> Adrian okay. Brody as Carlo slash Clayface. Oh, that's great. The actor, yeah. Evan Rachel Wood or Megan Fox as Poison Ivy.
1: Hmm.
0: Okay. Oscar Isaac as Harvey Dent.
1: Genius. Two face. That's genius.
0: Paul Bettany is Victor Fries.
1: Oh! Right? I love this. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's great.
0: Uh, Edgar Ramirez is Bain. I saw him in Serpico, and I was like, ooh. Ooh. Domino Gleason is Jonathan Crane. Yes. Jared Harris is Hugo Strange.
1: I don't know this guy.
0: Uh uh, he's he's in a lot of more straight oh
1: yes i see him movies, okay yes yeah.
0: but i think he'd be uh, a great hugo strange
1: uh you know what i know him from <laughs> um mr deeds adam sandler yeah. yeah he was the reporter guy
0: yeah he was the reporter guy
1: babe where's babe
0: <laughs> uh david Tennant is kurt langstrom the man bat yeah richard e grant as jervis tetch the mad hatter Yes. Classic Perfect. Loki. Yes. And Vincent D'Onofrio is Calendar Man. Okay. That's my Bat Universe. Now, obviously, this they don't is, have to be uh, in all one movie, but this is, this is what I've been working on for the last month is who I would cast in
1: Batman. You're going to be like way up in the triple digits on salaries for these names of actors, probably. Oh, but it'd be...
0: It's an expensive-ass movie, but it's, be been, it's my dream team
1: that's a great cast yeah well done <laughs> oh, oh you got me... me big time on like adrian brody as uh Clayface. i think that's genius for sure paul bettany as mr freeze incredible uh and domino gleason he's he always plays such squirmy little yeah you know yeah yeah, yeah that's um, that's good
0: I thought of another one today when i was uh after i sent the notes to you um toby jones as the guy who holds scarface the puppet yes as the the puppeteer
1: yeah
0: he'd be hilarious oh man uh i'm telling you james gunn just give james me gunn, a call give us,
1: yeah we we got We've your got your batman universe covered dude it's done you know i i didn't help but i, <laughs> I, I listened to it for the first time so you know that counts for something <laughs>
0: We are going to take a quick break, step away for a word from our sponsors. When we get back, we're going to talk all about the biggest party of the summer, SummerSlam 23 in Detroit. When 30 Nerdy Podcast returns.
4: Rolling out, no worries, no cares. When the car came out of nowhere. That's when my whole world changed. Pills for the pain, medical bills, insane. I was down, I was out, but I wasn't quite done. Call five four six one 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 one. You're in pain, yeah, we got you. You can't pay, yeah, we got you too. Boom, turn your wreck to a check. The ones for you now, call O E B Law. Boom, turn your wreck to a check. We got your back now, call O E B Law. Thirty and Nerdy Podcast is brought to you by Tennessee Legend Distillery where legends are made. Here, we won't herd you like a bunch of old cattle, leaving you feeling dazed and crazed and in a smoky haze. Here, we aren't just another moonshine sip and stop in the volunteer state, we are much more. At Tennessee Legend Distillery, we will show you that billboards don't make you a legend, and here, you aren't just another sale and a printed receipt, here, you are the legend. Come be a part of the legend by visiting one of our four locations located across the state of Tennessee. Whether you're visiting the small local town of Cookville, boot scooting in the music city of Nashville, or relaxing in the beautiful Smoky Mountains of Sevierville, Tennessee Legend Distillery will have you saying, make mine a legend, no matter what you sip on. Stop in and try any of our multi-award winning spirits like our Kingsnake bourbon whiskey, our 120 proof white corn Hammershine or our number one seller, our salted caramel whiskey. Not only will you become a part of the legend, but you will also become part of our secret creed of spirits. That's right, Tennessee Legend Distillery is the only place you'll be able to find the exclusive Assassin's Creed spirit collection. We have the AC15 four-year-old bourbon whiskey celebrating 15 years of Altair, Ezio, and all of the other Assassin's Creed characters. Next up, we have our Valhalla Vodka, A smooth, 80 proof, tasteless spirit that will keep you going on any cold or hot Midgard night. Last, but certainly not least, take to the high seas with our brand new Black Flag Spiced Rum. A spirit that would make Edward Kenway join our crew. These legendary exclusive spirits can only be found here, with more on the way. Brought to you by Ubisoft, Anthem Spirits, and Tennessee Legend Distillery. For more information, check out our TennesseeLegend.com or follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Live in another state? No worries. Go to KegAndBottle.com, that's K-E-G-N-B-O-T-T-L-E, KegAndBottle.com, and search Tennessee Legend Distillery. They'll deliver it right to your door. Mention 30 and Nerdy Podcasts while checking out in any one of our locations across Tennessee and receive a free shot glass. What are you waiting for? Come walk among legends at Tennessee Legend Distillery. Cheers to you, nerds.
1: Hey, this is Ken of Padawan Jay. Coach Duffy. From the Ocho Duro Parley Hour Podcast. Thanks for listening to the ODPH. Now get back to your regularly scheduled podcast.
0: Welcome back, nerds and nerdettes, to the 30 Nerdy Podcast. We are on to our SummerSlam discussion. It was this past Saturday. It was SummerSlam 2023 uh, in Detroit, the Motor City. And what a night. What a four-hour and 20-minute event it was.
1: Uh, yes, and (laughs) I am. I've gotten to the point where WrestleMania, the two night WrestleMania, I feel kind of spoiled because those end at a pretty decent time. But these long pay per views that end after midnight, man,
0: that's hard. I mean, even with even with a Sunday to recover, you're just like, I watched wrestling for four hours and 20 minutes last night,
1: as exciting as that main event was. Mm -hmm. uh i acknowledge the tribal chief and and i acknowledge jay Uso and paul Mm -hmm. and jimmy Uso and solo sakoa all of them i
0: acknowledge the bloodline baby
1: but man i was like really fading there at the end Mm -hmm. so yeah that ending couldn't have come soon enough for me
0: (laughs) so we're going to talk the card uh the outcome and some of our thoughts and after this episode release please if you're a wrestling fan and you watched send us your thoughts uh, you may agree with us. You may disagree with us on something we say. Let us know. Uh, we want to hear from you. So the first match of the night, Juice.
1: Well, the first match of the night was Logan Paul and Ricochet. Great match. And I, Jake Paul had like a boxing match that same night. Mm-hmm. And I had heard that there, were, there was talk of Logan Paul walking down the aisle with him. I don't know if he made it or not, but he left
0: immediately after his match. He got in the car and left.
1: That's why he had the first match. That way he could do what he needed to do, jump on the plane and get to where Vegas or wherever it was. Yeah. Um, And there's like, you know, time change. So he had a little extra time. So I don't know if he made it or not. But But what a brother. Yeah.
0: Might not like him, but that was a really cool thing that he still did. Uh, now, we both uh, got the right guess on this. We called Logan Paul, mm-hmm. um, even though we felt that he didn't need it. But at the same time, I feel this ricochet Logan Paul thing is going further. Yeah, and Logan
1: Paul ain't going anywhere.
0: If they can top the stuff they've been doing for the last few months, move wise and just energy wise, keep it coming. Because they top are two very exciting people in the ring.
1: Logan Paul shows up for the big shows, so Rumble, Mania, SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. So we'll probably see him at Survivor Series, and
2: mm-hmm.
1: it could be a little Ricochet rematch Paul there. too. Could be, could be. But it was a good match. It
0: was a great it was kickoff good match. Yeah, Logan uh, Paul and definitely has, went longer than most opening matches.
1: Logan Paul has no business being as good as he is mm-hmm. to have just started. You know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm normally not at all interested in the celebrity getting in the ring but like this is believable he looks like a wrestler he acts like a wrestler he
0: it makes me jealous Yeah, I'd love to just
1: jump in there and do it
0: jump in there and do it
1: mm-hmm. but uh, we can't all be Logan Paul
0: yeah I mean a lot of great hits in the match uh, bringing the fiance in on the storyline is, is you know typical WWE um, but I mean as long as she's the ring announcer then you might as well, because she's fantastic. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, if they can keep the momentum and the high-octane matches that these two deliver, if they can keep it going. Because because st- as fans, if we start seeing repeated moments, we'll start calling it out.
1: Mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar, which we, we both, both Cody. said Cody Rhodes, mm-hmm. and that's quite... Obviously, the end of that story, Mm -hmm. uh, there was the moment at the end of the match where uh, Brock shook Cody's hand. I don't know that we've ever seen Brock Lesnar do that before.
0: In an interview, Triple H said that was unscripted. That That was was all Brock.
1: Yeah, that was not a planned thing. That was Brock saying, "Yep, got this kid. Yep, passing of the torch.
0: Because I think from the sound of it, Brock has apparently hinted that he maybe has a year left and he's ready to retire. And I kind of agree with with Cody when we say once Brock's gone, we'll realize what we had with Brock Lesnar.
1: What more is there for Brock Lesnar to do? It's true. You know, like it's kind of the same thing every time. And like, despite the fact that I am not going to sit here and say, I'm a fan of Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I did get excited for his matches. Mm hmm. And this was actually 17 minutes and 35 seconds. That's long for a Brock Lesnar match. So, mm-hmm. But I, I enjoyed it. Good, hard-hitting match, which and Brock he, Lesnar, ripped, he
0: ripped his shorts. Did he? Yeah, he ripped his shorts down the crotch.
1: I didn't notice that.
0: Yeah, but I enjoyed it. The fact that he agreed to go 17 minutes with Cody Rhodes and sell the end of this story and mm-hmm. launch Cody into the next, you know, hard-time storyline that Cody's reliving of Dusty Rhodes, yeah. uh, the hard times before he gets to win that title. Uh, you know, tip of the cap to Brock, because Brock's just been having fun since he came back last. Mm-hmm. You know, the smiling, the longer hair, the he's just having fun now.
1: And I don't know if it was the intention or not. You know, I don't know if it was the plan or not, but it's going to be now that he's back to being a baby face. Mm-hmm. And we had both commented Something I, I heard us saying it that we liked, you know, babyface cowboy Brock Lesnar.
0: I like cowboy. And then
1: it was sort of a shame when he turned on Cody and he was back to same old thing. So yeah, um, I'm excited that hopefully that means there'll be a, a change back for him. Mm-hmm. I think so. So next we had the 25 man Slim Jim Summer Slam Battle Royal, and don't know if you saw this, but. Slim Jim was a sponsor for SummerSlam, and they had a very cool commercial. They did have a great commercial. Featuring uh, Knoxville's own Bianca Belair, Go Valls. and uh, also won uh, Mr. L.A. Knight, who conveniently also won the Royal Rumble, Battle Royal, I mean.
0: And that commercial, man, I was, I was launched back to 1990-something when those commercials were running rampant.
1: With, uh, you know being
0: man. in a, being in a boring school room classroom and then macho coming through and snapping into a slim jim and oh yeah i mean it was such a great commercial uh it brought slim jim back to the forefront and in, in wrestling where a lot of us grew up where it being being a sponsor of wrestling and it had macho man replays on the tv screen while the commercial was going on they did a lot of macho man actions just quick snaps and talking really loud and uh it it it's really cool to see the Macho Man and the Slim Jim back in the WJB.
1: Now what they need to do is have another partnership with Chef Boyardee.
0: Do you mm-hmm. remember
1: the one where they were in the, they were at the corporate office? Yes. There were Titan Towers and Mick Foley sitting up there on the little balcony eating his ravioli as Chef mm-hmm. Boyardee? That was a great commercial. They should do that one again.
0: It could be the fiend Bray Wyatt eating Bray Wyatt his ravioli. Eatings. Exactly oh so good and and of course we called it la night yeah i think it was pretty much pretty much a, a brainless answer like you had to let la not have that one looks as like hot as he is
1: and i know we're going to talk a little bit about raw and all that stuff but looks like la Knight's moving on to do something with the miz now and it'll be great so another thing to propel him into that mm-hmm. baby face side of things Mm-hmm. All right, so next we had Shayna Baszler uh, versus Ronda Rousey in an MMA rules match. Really fun to watch. They, I mean, looked like an MMA match. Must it have did. been because Shay- uh, Shayna had a really ugly black eye the next day.
0: It did, but at the same time, it didn't because, like, there would be no stopping in an actual MMA match. They would truly want to knock their person out.
1: I don't know the story behind this. So like, I don't know if they were actually trying to have like an a-, a real MMA match, and just because the WWE medical uh-huh. rules and regulations and stuff required them to stop and check things, if they were actually having an actual, you know, mm-hmm. fight or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm sure it had to be worked at least to an extent because the plan had to be for Shayna to win.
0: For me, this Sorry. match uh lands under the build up and the hype the build up to it the video package the last few that weeks video
1: package was fire
0: is 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 way better than what i thought the match wound up being just for me personally
1: i i can see that but i think it also this sounds really horrible and mean but the, the good thing about that is that it also means that that's the end of Ronda Rousey in the WWE. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not going to miss her that much.
0: And I hate feeling that it's way because, like I some, said last week, I yeah. used to love her.
1: Well, I think it's a couple of things. I mean, something about her just didn't connect in that arena. I mean, it did for a little bit when she was new and fresh and she was an attraction. I think part of the problem was she didn't, she wasn't an attraction anymore. I mean, she was showing up weekly, which is, great you know on one hand and that mm-hmm. she was that committed and everything and that we did see her so much like that's that's great but on the other hand you know there's a reason that brock Lesnar's only around every so often or roman reigns is only on every other couple weeks or whatever there's a reason for that because mm-hmm. when it's an attraction you want to see it and then when it's not you don't care as much and especially on this second run with ronda I don't know. She just, she just didn't connect. And I don't know if a part of it is like actual legit go home heat with the fans because poor Rhonda, I don't know if she was trying to work or she just didn't know what she was doing. Cause she had no media training, but like the way she would just kind of talk down about the business and you know, yeah, that kind of thing. So I, I think that did not help her with the fans. No, which could have been on purpose. I don't know. Yeah.
0: So, do we moving forward? Do we have a face Shayna?
1: I think so. I, well, I don't know for sure. I apparently there was like a thing on Raw with Shayna and Becky. Yeah. I missed that somehow. Maybe Hulu doesn't show everything. Mm, so, I didn't see that, but I don't know if that means they're going to do a thing because Becky's. I hopefully about it's to still finish baby
0: face yeah hopefully she's about to finish things up with Trish
2: yeah
0: um you know uh, it was a rough match but uh Rhonda's gone and Shayna's standing and i think you have a decision to make here is what you do with Shayna moving forward will justify the decisions made building up to this match and making this match what it was if she just remains this not great on the mic.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Hard hitting, badass. I think you got to put a, a a mic, a microphone with. I would. It, I would it love be that. Heyman or or someone who can talk.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Put put it with Shayna if if I, if we move forward, whether she's face or heel. I, you know, I'm. I don't know.
1: One hundred percent agree. Up next. Gunta defeated Gunter. Drew McIntyre for the, the ring general to uh, retain the Intercontinental Championship and continue his historic reign.
0: Mm-hmm. He's about to pass Pedro Morales uh, within a few days. Honky Tonk
1: Man's number one. so
0: And I, th- I, th- I think he passes Honky Tonk before the next pay-per-view. I'm pretty sure. Well, so, because honky Tong's.: four fifty three
1: days. Want to look and tell you right now.
0: He's been going for four
1: twenty. All right, so the honky Tong man has looks like the longest rain at four hundred mm-hmm. and fifty four days in one rain. And Gunter is at four hundred and twenty three, according yeah. to Wikipedia. So yeah, I think he probably is going to pass that record
0: before payback um yeah if it's even if it's pretty close pretty close
1: yeah so
0: and i think it's i think he really is a ring general Mm -hmm. i think he's fantastic he's got the skill um he's got the the prowess and and he's a hard hitter and i think it's really cool that now in this generation of wrestlers we've seen A few records broken by modern wrestlers that I didn't think we'd ever see. Reigns with his title hold, Gunther was his, the tag titles with the Usos. I, you know, breaking records set by some wrestlers 40 years ago, you know? And I, I like that. And I think that it also shows a trust with this leadership and its modern wrestlers and these fans and the modern wrestlers.
4: We have
1: lived through a couple of eras where title reigns are very short Mm -hmm. nothing lasting changes every couple months or something at the least Mm -hmm. Um, yeah so So it is very cool kind of nice and even like you know the US title with uh, Austin Theory A-Train, uh, yeah, Bianca Belair had hers for mm-hmm. a long time. She had a year, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, it's definitely a cool storytelling device and yeah. cool that we're experiencing living through these these cool moments in the, the history of, of wrestling.
0: Yeah, absolutely, because we did not live through Honky Tonks' IC title rank.
1: No definitely not <laughs>
0: so it's kind of cool to have our own records in our own time
1: i'd like to see a count of how many chops were in that match my chest was hurting just watching i know four guys the
0: two of them are some of the heaviest hitters on the roster um i would not like to take a chop from gunther and i would not like to take a headbutt from drew
1: mcintyre i don't want to take anything from either one of them <laughs> Um, uh, and we should say that at this point, so far, all our predictions were correct. Correct from yes. our last chat about Summerslam.
0: Yes, we had L.A. Knight, Sheena, Gunther, Logan Paul, and Cody. And, Cody, and we were now 100 so far.
1: This is the part where I messed up, but I was happy about it. About that, um, yeah. Seth. Seth Rollins. Defending, he
0: almost said it. You almost I, did. Said it.
1: <laughs> I, <did>. I refuse <laughs> for the world heavyweight championship. And uh, Seth Rollins did retain that title against Finn Balor. I was hoping that Rollins would win. Uh, I just kind of picked Balor because I thought maybe there'll be a change in a title, at least one tonight, and um, I just mm-hmm. wanted to go different on at least one of them. So I picked Finn. Thought there'd be some shenanigans. Mm -hmm. But Seth won.
0: Yeah. And there was a stare down between Finn and. And I think Damien Priest, this whole. Curse of the briefcase, that storyline that they're kind of selling. It's great, but. I don't know, I just feel like if you've got this Judgment Day faction. That are doing what they're doing, and I've I've enjoyed some of it, I mean, taking Mm -hmm taking in dom did did things for dom character persona and probably his career that him staying face with ray probably wouldn't do right um mommy kind of being the leader of it uh i love um i know most people would disagree some people would probably say like who is in charge of the judgment day um but i think she is she's got a title dom's got a title you know, do we let them kind of pull a bloodline for a little bit and have some titles on all four of them? If so, do you have Damien take the IC off Gunther eventually? Do, or Finn?
1: What uh, if uh, what if Damien goes to cash in, Mm-hmm. Finn... Interferes and prevents it from happening mm-hmm. and turns babyface to save Seth, his mortal enemy, mm-hmm. just because now his hatred for his former partner, Damien Priest, has grown so much because of this money in the bank thing. And then it sets him off to be a babyface again, mm-hmm. leave the judgment day
0: And have and maybe the de- he's the demon,
1: the demon dismantle it. Yes could be good survivor series match maybe yeah.
0: you could have team demon versus judgment day my question to you is how how long do you keep the heavyweight on seth mm. till mania past mania
1: i don't know i don't as long as they are using that title in a way that it is a factor in the storylines every week Mm -hmm. And it is being used to further a storyline or whatever. Um, I don't care really who has that. And
0: I love the fact that it's a fighting title.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like it's nice to have that consistency Mm -hmm. rather than the long, slow burn with Roman and the universal Mm -hmm. title uh, Mm -hmm. undisputed WWE universal championship, I should say. So uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't really care. I like Seth as a champion because Seth is one of my favorite guys. Mm Mm-hmm. But, you know, you can It'd do a lot of fun things see. with that.
0: You can. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, But it was a great match. And you called Finn and I called Seth. Yep. And we had no cash in. So.
1: No cash in. Not the case for the next match. Triple threat. Nope. Bianca Belair versus Asuka, who was the champion, versus Charlotte Flair. Uh, this was my favorite match of the night.
0: It was a great match.
1: Despite there were. Couple little hiccups uh, here and there. Poor hey, Charlotte well. Flair, she had a little wardrobe malfunction. She had to stop and have the referee help her adjust. And yeah. there was some move that I was surprised that they did a replay of it. It was like Oscar was jumping off the turnbuckle and did some sort of DDT or something, and she kind of missed and just like smacked the top of somebody's head, and they just totally sold it. Yeah, uh, it kind of looked bad, and then they go back and they replay it yeah there
0: was some there were some mess ups in the match, but ultimately I thought it was a great match. You've got Still three fantastic competitors in the ring together.
1: Charlotte Flair in the red.
0: I do like her attire.
1: she looked great. she looked like a million bucks. They all did really. Bianca with the new like lawn highlights in the the braid. yeah
0: however, after the way it ended and with the new faction that is happening with uh, the prophets and Bobby. I think you cut her hair.
1: Oh, please make
0: her pissed. And you put please. her with them and they just wreck shit.
1: I was really surprised that Bianca won. We both Me said too. We thought Oscar. I was really surprised. Uh, and then I was excited. And like Emma stayed up so that she could see the Bianca match. She waited mm. all night just to see the Bianca wow. match. And we were so excited because Bianca won and then,
0: then the music hit
1: <laughs> my poor little five-year-old who loves Bianca Belair had to watch EO sky come out. And I said, well, I need to prepare you for something here. <sighs> Bianca is probably about to lose her belt. but It's
0: okay. It's okay. It,
1: it's okay. Uh, and so, Eo, as we, as we know, cashes in on poor Bianca wins in eight seconds to become the new WWE women's championship. Uh, so now this is twice. Sweet
0: Dakota Kai was there to celebrate with. With them,
1: this is twice that Bianca has just had you know a surprise happen to her and she's lost her title within seconds. Becky Lynch at SummerSlam, uh, was it last year? No, two years the year before. two years ago, mm-hmm. uh, and now EO Sky, and now the EOS Sky thing. So, like, she just keeps getting screwed. She mm-hmm. once she lost to Asuka a uh, few weeks ago when Asuka rubbed the mist in her eyes with her fingers. Mm-hmm. She didn't get a rematch, which she was promised by Adam Pierce. Then Charlotte was added to the match. Now this, I think it's time. I want to see her angry. I want to see her wreck stuff. I want to see a change. It's time, man. It's time. I've been doing the twirl the braid, skip, and smile down to the ring for three or four years now, and it's been wonderful. Love Mm -hmm. Bianca Belair and my daughter, adores bianca
0: Belair. well you we even said for years that we love bailey the hugging is great she's like sean michaels of the of the divas division it's fantastic yes but it's time to see if she can go and since it she's was. gone she has gone baby so let's do this with bianca let's turn her monster heel put her with that faction and let her wreck shit as the strongest Give her a hauntingly scary version of "On I'm on my own against the world.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And let her be a bad guy.
1: Please.
0: I'll still love her because I will boss Yes. Uh,
1: and she's one of the best.
0: She is. She absolutely is. And uh, we both got Asuka so we were both wrong. Wrong, wrong. And that's yeah. not where we had the cash in. So <laughs> we were wrong there too. Uh, and of course our Main event. event.
1: Trial combat for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship and for recognition of tribal chief of the Unawai family, Roman Reigns, the champion, accompanied by Paul Heyman versus Jey Uso, his blood, his cousin. Main event, Jey Uso. His Ohana. So great match. Mm -hmm. I love Paul Heyman in these Mm. big matches when Roman is really, you know, things are looking bad for him. And Paul Heyman's over there just crying and sobbing. Jay, he was your brother. He's your blood. He's your family. No one
0: sells a story like
1: Paul Heyman. Man, love it. Um, His
0: facial expressions, his shouting, his, uh, his tantrums, if he's throwing a tantrum, his smugness, if things are going great. Yes, my tribal chief. Yes, my tribal chief. I love Polly.
1: He love is amazing. Pauly. So we both called that one mm-hmm. Roman Reigns. It's, you know, great story. Great match. Jey Uso. Wow. When we saw him years and years and years ago, when we were sitting at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings on the patio, watching pay-per-views every month. We saw the Usos come out in their orange attire and they're doing the Haka their pain and the exactly never would have thought we'd see Jay Uso main eventing a SummerSlam. No. no. And here we are. And it was, it was awesome. It's fantastic. But it, he, I just, he was not the one to dethrone Roman.
0: Mm-hmm. Wasn't him. And like we called Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy got involved.
1: Had, Jimmy got involved, turned on I will say,
0: I do not think that this means that Jimmy is with the travel chief. I think this is Jimmy making it a, this, you know, I turned on Roman. I kicked Roman first. I kicked Solo first. And you've made it about yourself.
1: Well, that and just like the flat out jealousy of, Mm -hmm. oh, main event Jey Uso. What about Jimmy Uso? I can be more main event than you, you know, showing I'm the better of of Mm -hmm. the twins. I'm stronger. So I can do this. hopefully this will be one of those because they're brothers and they've been a team for
0: dude. This is, like this is a careers. WrestleMania 40 match. This Jay needs to be Jimmy. a
1: WrestleMania match. So I hope that they are going to keep that story going over the next few months.
0: Okay. I'll even go as far as to say this survivor series match a fatal four-way because Raymond Roman did spear solo on
1: accident. Yes, and and him he, off. That's right. He had that. Like, I don't, You don't respect me, so I'm not gonna listen to you. Yes, like you speared
0: me. What 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 the hell? Yeah, then you're gonna tell me what to do. So I'm seeing a fatal four-way at Survivor Series, a bloodline fatal four-way. That's a a hell of a match.
1: Yeah. That's a great call.
0: And I think it would be great to choreograph it as a true fatal four-way. No teams, just a knockdown fight each other fighting each other and then going just one fall a big tribal combat between the four of them
1: and it will be interesting how they what ideas they would come up with to get roman out with a win on that one Mm -hmm. yeah that's because then it's like
0: do we weasel him out or does he stand victor as still the true chief and champion I don't know. I guess it depends on where you want to take his character after things start dwindling for them. But I'm telling you, man, this Bloodline stuff, I hope Polly's right. I hope we're just in the bottom of the third and they still have fantastic content to give us. Yeah. Because that match was great. The twist at the end was great, even though we called it. Um, Adding Solo in, like getting more and more away from Roman's bossiness, that's going to add an even new dynamic to it. Because Solo could just be like, I might be the youngest here, but why not me? Age shouldn't make you the travel chief. I'm clearly a savage. And then if you bring in the other cousin who just made his debut in the Indies, Umaga's son, a little down the road, you have. Uh,
1: Jacob Fatu.
0: Jacob Fatu. You bring Jacob in down the road. If they're just now in the bottom of the third inning. (laughs) I mean, you could easily bring Jacob in yeah, and him be like, savage like his father. So, dude, I'm, I'm still here three years in for the bloodline. Things are... It is some of the best stories we've gotten in 20 years.
1: Yep. Easily. 100%. Yeah, things are really hot right now. Mm-hmm. I'm on fire for the WWE.
0: On fuego, as they so, say. I'm all about it so that was our SummerSlam card some of our thoughts what do you think do you agree do you disagree where do you see them going uh we're going to take another quick break and we're going to come back and talk a little bit about raw after SummerSlam. just some some moments that we haven't discussed some possible direction shifts things like that uh when 30 nerdy podcast returns craving cold craft beer and the best brick oven fire pizza in town Check out our friends at Gatlinburg Brewing Company. With fair prices, a great staff, and carefully crafted brews, GBC is the place to be in your next visit to Sevier County. They have 16 crafted beers on tap with delicious personal pizzas, salads, and more. Visit either of their two locations in downtown Gatlinburg or at 870 Winfield Dunn Parkway in Sevierville, right beside Tennessee Legend Distillery. When you stop in, tell them you heard about them from 30 and Nerdy Podcast. Cheers to you, nerds.
1: What's up, guys? This is Logan, better known as rev of rents on yours truly 30 and nerdy podcast exciting news coming to you because your boy now owns a business and that business is shane's rib shack in georgia mcdonough highway 81 and we've got some delicious food we got ribs we got wings we've got tendies we've got boneless we got everything you want you like burgers we got that too and I would be very appreciative if you showed me the love that you showed me here, right here, the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. And go and find me in Georgia.
0: Give me some of that Shane Shack food. And if you do, always tell them
1: that 30 and Nerdy sent you. And I promise, my word right here, you mention 30 and Nerdy, you get the free sweet tea. That's on me. And that's a promise. Because the
0: reverence
1: never breaks a promise. what's up nerds this is rich from the three fat nerds podcast and you're listening to our council of nerds brethren the 30 and nerdy podcast of course when you're done with this awesome podcast you can check out the three fat nerd podcast wherever you get great podcasts just by searching three fat nerds and if you want all your information about what we do over there you can visit 8122productions.com now let's get back to the 30 and nerdy podcast
0: All right, welcome back, nerds and nerdettes. We are going to talk a little bit of Raw post-Summer Slam from as we are recording last night. Uh, So we have the the commentator shakeup that has happened. Oh, yeah. Raw is now Wade Barrett and Michael Cole. And that is not bad news because I love Wade Barrett.
1: He does a good job.
0: He does. He does. So we kick off. Uh, With obviously a recap and we kick off with Cody making his entrance to get on the mic. He asks Minneapolis what they want to talk about. Uh He talks a little bit about the match, the respect they have for one another. um, The fact that his mom even said that, don't you see what happened? Brock acknowledged you. Mm-hmm. Very important that he used the word acknowledged. That's a detail. They didn't say that on accident.
1: No. And at, the SummerSlam post conference or whatever Cody was out there and he he didn't say Roman's name but he just someone said what's next for you and he said well I would like to get back to the original story and and write the wrong and I think everyone can pick up on what I'm talking about without me having to say it so mm-hmm. yeah
0: um and he said he's he could conquer the world he could he truly thinks after beating the beast he can take on anybody clearly cue seth rollins like they didn't have enough of a feud last year um says that uh cody was the uh first to come down and get in his face and run his moment so now he's returning the favor uh if he can beat anyone why not let's put that feeling to the test? And, I, and th- that's the moment where I kind of want to be like, "Yeah, but we already did this. He a did lot. beat you. He beat you a lot. So I don't know. but of course, it was a great cue for the Judgment Day to attack Seth, Sons Finn Balor. Damien, of course, talks about how they must be confused that the Judgment Day runs raw. Senior or Dominic yeah.
1: still can't say a word.
0: No, he can't. That is a heel heat I haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. And it's 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 great for him. Uh, but senior money in the bank, going to dictate things from now on. They have the most dominant world champion, he says, in Rhea Ripley. They've got the North American champion in Dominic Mysterio. And Cody might be done with the beast, but... Dirty Dom ain't done with him. <laughs> calls uh was it? he calls Dom the real workhorse around here. <laughs> Dom, I believe is as we record is defending his title tonight. Uh, defended it tonight um, on NXT. Oh
1: yeah, and uh, Rey Mysterio also was, was there
0: was there to watch. I, I did. I don't imagine them taking that title off of Dom with the heat he's got. So I imagine he won. No.
1: That's money.
0: Um, Finn, of course, comes out of nowhere and blasts, blasts Roman or Rollins in the back of the head. They start beating the crap out of him. Sami Zayn makes the save. They turn the tide, and obviously, this sets up a tag match. If Teddy Long were here, his music would have kicked.
1: Tag team match player.
0: So uh, then next, uh, we talk about uh, we we have Ricochet. Uh, complaining to Adam Pearce about the finish to his match against Logan Paul.
2: I'll miss Pier- that part. Yeah,
0: Pearce apologizes but insists the referee's decision is final. And they're joined by Chad Gable, Matt Riddle, and Tommaso Ciampa. Adam says he's thinking about a four-way number one contenders match for the IC title for one of them to seize the moment. That is what happened. Chad Gable versus Matt Riddle versus Ricochet versus Ciampa.
1: They are really pushing Chad Gable here. Yeah, they so are. he had a not a win necessarily, but a beat the clock type thing with Gunther the week before.
0: Yeah, he did. I think that they are they're high on Gable right now. He's a great worker. Um, he's proved that he can talk. He can wrestle, mm-hmm. like truly wrestle, really well. But in the match, uh, it, it comes down to there's this really awesome Tower of Doom moment where uh, three men are in the turnbuckles. Gable gets under them, like takes them all out. But Triple
1: German suplex or something. Yeah,
0: Chompa slips out and gives them the chaos theory, which I wonder where that name came from, considering as it's one of the top names you can call your finisher since Raw versus SmackDown 2009. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, But uh, it was actually a really good match. Uh, Chad Gable winning by pinfall. So he's now the number one contender to Gunther's uh, IC title. Uh, mm. I do not see him being the one that beats Gunther. Uh, I, like I've said, I think that Gunther is going the distance. They are going to let him break. I, I One thing that I think that old WWE would have done, like Vince would have done, is Vince would have had him Get close to breaking it, and he would have invited Honky Tonk Man to interfere, <laughs> hit him with the guitar, and someone beat him. Oh, yeah, so he would I, be could, I could
1: definitely see that.
0: That would have been a Vince McMahon call. Well, we could get Honky Tonk and here, pal, and, and he'd hit him with a guitar, and he'd be oh, one day under Honky Tonk. If they don't, I don't care. I don't see that happening. I do not see Honky Tonk Man showing up for a a segment with Gunther through all this. So uh, I may be wrong. I, I enjoyed that match. the 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 match was was really exciting. I didn't get to see all of it. i, I if I miss Raw or SmackDown, I usually catch up through their Snapchat story,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, which shows a lot. It does like the top ten of the night. Um, but it looked like it was a really cool, exciting match, especially with those four in the ring. If you can look past the fact that Matt Riddle is barefooted... Um, hey, <laughs> come I, on. I know you can't. <laughs> uh It was a great match.
1: I'm calling it Survivor Series. Matt Riddle versus Solo Sikoa. Loser has to start wearing shoes.
0: <laughs> Bro, I don't want to wear shoes, man. I like my slides. I will say I was shocked that there was no Orton return. Because... <sighs> If you listen to Angle's most recent interview on a podcast, he's cleared and healthy. I Royal wonder,
1: Rumble question maybe, mark?
0: Maybe Survivor Series?
1: Yeah, we need a mystery partner to even out our team. What if it's Randy Orton?
0: Could maybe. be. That could be really good.
1: I definitely want to see the closing chapter of the Randy Orton story and
0: I wanted to see it done right. I would yeah. have hated if he had had to stay out like uh, apparently Big E is being told to.
1: Yeah, he uh, was, and he that just came sucks. out a couple days ago. He his doctors told him he should never wrestle again, and that sucks. Really does. And that
0: sucks because he was on a high. I mean, WWE champion, beloved. I mean, it just, it sucks when that happens, but we've also seen people come back from the same injury. It just depends really. Yeah. What the next few years hold, I mean, and mean, how he heals.
1: You never know. People like edge and page and Daniel, Daniel Bryan, Bryan have all had comebacks from there. You know, and I don't know the extent of biggies injuries mm-hmm. compared to everyone else's or whatever, but you know, you never know.
0: But if you watch the YouTube channel up, up, down, down, he's like playing wiffle ball with them. So I know it's nowhere near the contact that wrestling is, but he's active with up, up, down, down. Yeah. And so is Tyler Breeze. He's actually employed by WB for yeah. up, down, down.
1: And he's, uh, he's on the, the game this past year. Yeah. And he was released way before that.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. So
1: it's good for him.
0: Yeah. I like Tyler Breeze. So there's this moment where they're bickering backstage, Seth and Cody. And Sammy, of course, com- comes in like, I guess Kevin had something.
1: He has know. a broken rib or something. Mm-hmm.
0: Sonya Deville has pulled her, has torn her Achilles.
1: The injuries are everywhere and right so now. So
0: they're going to have to relinquish the tag titles like Liv and them did.
1: Liv, Liv is injured again. Like her shoulder mm-hmm. is acting up again. I think uh, Raquel actually had a little thing too. Mm-hmm. Um, Sammy is hurt now, too.
0: Mm-hmm. They sold that with a...
1: The Shinsuke thing.
0: Being beaten down and all that and attacked.
1: Um, KO is out.
0: Yeah, the injuries then, are...
1: Roman got uh, a little hurt early on in the uh, match with Jay. They apparently have not disclosed what, what it was. But yeah, something happened to him, too. Get
0: this funny moment. The Miz is on the phone. <laughs> Uh ordering sushi when a crew member stops him and tells him he's gonna have to wait. He asks what the camera plans to sh- pans, why he's waiting and it shows LA Knight doing a photo shoot. <laughs> and he, he does the whole like I promise you Adam Pierce will hear about this. Clearly, we're heading towards a LA Knight and Miz thing. But also on that Battle Royal, we hinted towards a possible Grayson Waller and Miz. Friendship tag team, yeah, tag team, which would be really good.
1: Totally makes sense.
0: It'd be a fantastic tag team. Um, two of the biggest egos in the business right now, definitely. Character wise, it would be great. The stuff they could do, and uh, we get Bronson, big Bronson Reed, or whatever they're calling him, um, hmm. versus Shinsuke Nakamura. He beat Bronson Reed and wins by pinfall. Um, I think if in on my honesty, if they're going to keep this Bronson Reed as this beast, as this monster, then those kind of losses, storyline-wise, probably shouldn't happen. I think he needs to be destroying people. Of course, I'm not saying I'm a fan of Bronson Reed by any means. I, I I think that if you're going to treat him like this monster heel that is hard to beat, then Shinsuke, who by all rights has been quietly I'm not going to say buried over the last year, but it's
1: kind um, of taking a
0: hmm So um, Maxine Dupree, we have a moment with uh, Maxine Dupree uh, with Ludwig Kaiser.
1: Ludwig Kaiser.
0: And uh, he starts bragging and all that. And uh, he said he's had eyes on Maxine and he calls Otis disgusting freak. And, uh gets himself slapped by Maxine, and when he turns around, Otis is right there, challenges into a match, which Kaiser accepts. and I gotta say this this the whole um what what is their faction Kaiser and Gunther and
1: imperium
0: Imperium they're a great faction,
1: yeah,
0: but with Gunther having such successful solo runs right now and them just kind of being there as much as I don't want to see Sammy and KO dethroned yet, um, I do think that we are heading towards, I don't think that they will have some illustrious long title reign. Do you? No. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also think that it's either time to split the belts up or go back to one tag team titles.
1: Yeah. I, I agree.
0: Yeah. So Imperium could be in that shot if they split them up, or when when Ko and Sammy you know lose them, I think that Imperium is is up there with my list of you know you could put the titles on them running around with Gunther, or put them on the two that run around with Sheamus, um, Butch and Butch and the other guy used to be Petey Dunn.
1: Um, no, that's – Butch was was Pete Dunn.
0: Yeah, Butch was Pete Dunn. Uh, the other guy, I don't know who he is.
1: Oh, if we weren't talking about it, I could tell you his name.
0: But – and that makes me also think that, you know, the men's tag team division, you take out the Usos, you take out KO and Sammy, the tag team division could use – well, we thing. just
1: we just said that we might be getting Miz and mm-hmm. uh, what's his face,
0: Walla. Waller.
1: Walla. Waller.
0: Uh, we got uh, we got the, dangerous the pretty dangerous
1: guys, and we're Ridge Holland is the guy we were trying to Ridge
0: Ridge Holland. So I mean, there are some tag teams, but we just have not been focusing on a lot of tag team stuff because of where those titles have been storyline wise. Uh, but it will be nice to see tag team wrestling kind of come back for a little bit. Um when it's not wrapped up in this long drawn out story.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so we get this recap of Becky and Trish and uh, she's out there talking and she talks about ending the story with Trish next week on raw uh, the greatest of the generation of her generation versus the greatest of the generation and the next and the next and the next enter Zoe Stark. She calls Becky obsessed and says this was over long ago and she's been beaten, but the man is scared of Zoe Stark. And Zoe Stark is fantastic, fantastic talent. Uh, If she stays healthy, I think Zoe Stark will go a long way. Uh, I enjoyed her in NXT. Um,
1: I haven't seen enough of her to have an opinion yet. mm -hmm. She, She hasn't grown on me just yet.
0: Gotcha. Understandable. Hopefully they'll start unleashing her a little bit in the ring more. Um. And then, of course, there's that whole playing second fiddle. And then Zoe's like, I don't play second fiddle on anybody. So mind games may be starting. Enters Shayna Baszler with a big old black eye.
1: Yeah, she sure did.
0: Uh, Lynch, uh, you're looking rough, (laughs) Shayna. And uh, she says, uh, well, you know, that's because I beat Ronda Rousey last night and sent her packing. Stark calls the baddest punching bag of all time, calls Shayna the baddest punching bag of all time. And she says if she keeps talking, she'll send her packing like she did Rhonda. Ooh. Becky books a match between the two of them because Becky can do that. <laughs>
1: when you're the man, you can do anything. <laughs>
0: yeah. But of course, Adam Pierce come out and says, actually, I think that's a great idea. So we get the match. And of course, Shayna, wins i mean stark fights pretty good um but with this character they're kind of giving her and with, what they're doing with Shayna, you know Shayna has to look good yeah and strong moving forward so she wins uh shinsuke is interviewed backstage he said he's tired of people getting in his way but tonight he won and from now on he'll carve his own path obviously he'll Ant- Ant- turn um we hear clattering, and Saxton runs off to see what happened, and it turns out that J.D. McDonough was beating the hell out of Sami Zayn to sell an, uh, an injury that Zayn has right now. Yes. With his elbow. So, of course, we get Ludwig Kaiser versus Otis, and uh, with uh, Gunther interfering and distracting the ref, Ludwig gets the win.
1: Yeah, I missed that part. Didn't
0: see that. Chad Gable comes out to save. Otis, nice little moment there. I think they could be good tag team champion contenders uh, moving forward. When we're getting close to the main event, which is supposed to be a three-on-three match at this point, and clearly Sammy cannot compete, uh Rollins says Sammy wants to go go but the doctors aren't going to clear him so it'll be two on three and since he can't trust Cody it might as well be three on one they're selling that whole thing but I think that that's interesting seeing as as Seth is a face right now and Cody's clearly the face of faces right now
1: yeah Ultimate ultimately it's
0: just funny dialogue to include right there like you can't trust Cody (laughs) So Shinsuke rolls up and offers his assistance to Seth and Cody, out of respect for him for a long time, and he says, "Seth, so let's ride, baby." And then we get this uh, Miz and LA Knight thing, and the the promo that the promo back and forth between the two of them. Miz says what a lot of the naysayers and dirt sheets and people like Kevin Nash are saying that he's just an attitude era fanboy. Yeah. I love when they, they take the hateful words and they lean promos.
1: into the reality. Yeah,
0: they lean into the reality. I love that Yeah, because um, it brings in brings back that kind of feel of the reality we used to have before social media. Right. Oh, this is where they put um, they put Miz in L.A. He gives he tries to give him the skull crushing finale. He flips it into the his finisher. And uh like I said, we're clearly heading towards a great uh story with LA Knight and Miz. And Miz is to this day one of the better people, kind of like Dolph used to be, and still is to an extent when he's when he's active at putting people over. Yeah. Miz is is up there with one of the best, you know, we we need to we need to do this, we need to do this. We'll put him with Ms. Miz always. Miz is great at it, um. Because Miz can do it on the mic. Miz can be the bad guy. Miz can do it in the ring, Mm -hmm. and this is just crazy. Still talking like that about Miz because if you flash back to the chick magnet,
1: (laughs) when he was getting kicked out of the locker room, when he was
0: getting kicked out of the locker room, that they
1: they mentioned that a lot.
0: They did. They did mention that a lot. Um, that guy is is a staple now for the wb a workhorse yeah that's just I, I i love that i absolutely do because miz is still one of the best on the mic of the modern era we get a uh, we oh we also got the uh, return of kofi kingston yeah i missed that too yeah we got the return of kofi and tag teamed with xavier woods so the new day rides again against the viking raiders who issued an open challenge Uh, Great match. Uh, It's always fun to see high flyers go against heavy ground fighters. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, the Viking Raiders will fly too if they feel like it. Oh, yeah. And for their size, man. it's Pretty impressive. They're very impressive. But the New Day did win by pinfall with the limit breaker from Xavier Woods. Baszler rolls up on an interview with Becky and says she didn't need her help out there tonight. And now that Ronda Rousey is out of the way, she has scores to settle and that she'll be around to take care of the man sooner or later. Lynch says, I'm looking forward to it.
1: That will be a good
0: feud. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get the update about Sonya Deville, who is, is, has torn her ACL. It'll be a shakeup for the women's tag titles. It was, uh, And I watched her. She, she did a, an Instagram video uh, today. And uh, addressed it all. And, and in her eight years of being in the WWE, this is her first injury.
1: Oh, and what an injury to have, too. I know. That's, she's going to be out for a long time. Yeah. Uh, side note, I heard that Nia Jax and, oh, gosh, what's her name? Kyrie Sane have re-signed and will be returning.
0: Ooh, I love Kyrie Sane. Yeah. She'll be a nice shake up with uh coming back with Asuka and Eo because Kyrie and Asuka were a tag team to be reckoned with. Yeah. So that'll be cool. That'll be interesting to see how she comes back because she left a heel. So it'll be interesting. Did she? I guess she did. Yeah. With Asuka. Um, so here we are at the final match of the night. Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, and Shinsuke Nakamura versus the Judgment Day, Damien Priest, Dominic Mysterio, and Finn Balor. Uh great match, very exciting. Ba- uh, ends with uh Cody um grabs an inverted headlock, but uh is hit in the back with the briefcase by by Priest. Um looks like uh that uh, the Judgment Day is going to get the the win, but Sami Zayn comes down to fight Damian off, even though he's injured. Rollins kicks the case into Balor's face and then, boom, crossroads for the win. Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, and Shinsuke Nakamura win by pinfall with the crossroads on Finn Balor, but post-match, the babyfaces are high-fiving and hugging and standing tall, and Cody and Seth argue while Sami plays Peacemaker, and Raises their hands. Rollins and Rhodes shake hands. Finally, Shinsuke is the only one not celebrating in the turnbuckles. Mm-hmm. And he lays Seth out with a Kinshasa Kinshasa. Kick. And that is how the show ends. A baffled Cody standing there like, oh, I'm the one you couldn't trust. But your ri- your let's ride baby kicked you in the face. Shinsuke is, is, I guess, throwing his hat in the ring saying like, I want a title shot.
1: Yeah, and he's not been in the you know, main card arena for quite some time. Quite some time.
0: So um, I clearly do not see Shinsuke taking the heavyweight off of Seth Rollins, but they will tear the house down. They are. Maybe
1: that's pain. the perfect reason why they should do it, though.
2: Why not on. Shinsuke? I mean, um, he's a oh, former
1: former Royal Rumble winner. I think he was he a world champion at some point. Uh, Can't recall.
0: Was he's he a WWE had, champion? I know he he's was, been. I see.
1: And he was definitely NXT. Mm, he wasn't NXT champion. Heavyweight yeah. champ. Shinsuke has not been heavyweight champion. Uh, NXT champion twice. Intercontinental twice. Tag team once with Cesaro. Totally mm-hmm. forgot about that. Uh, U.S. title twice. Won the men's Royal Rumble in 2018. Okay. So, yeah, why not? Well, he's Shinsuke. a contender for sure. He is
0: a great contender, and they, they're great in the ring. And I think Shinsuke as a heel sells better than Shinsuke as a face sometimes. I like him as a heel, you know, barely talking and just kicking people in the face.
1: And I'm sure it's happened before, but I can't recall ever seeing uh, Shinsuke and Seth Rollins match. I haven't either. So.
0: Uh, some moments that stood out, though, from Raw was this McDonough guy getting involved. Mm-hmm. Kind of, I guess, oozing his way into the judgment day, maybe. Uh, I wouldn't be against uh, another member joining, especially if you're seeing Uh, a faltering alliance between finn and damien sometimes
1: i love Uh, a nice full stable and i'm not talking like nwo 1998 1999 i'm talking like ministry of darkness or mm, the corporation mm. those kind of factions where you've got you know more than three people yeah make it more of a group
0: yeah more like four or five six people
1: the true bloodline that i dreamed of having will never happen obviously but maybe we'll get something like that with uh bianca and bobby lashley's group we'll see yeah
0: i think uh i think overall it's pretty good raw post summer slam uh some stories are ending some stories are continuing uh but that's uh typical with the summer season um You'll start to see newer stories take place, usually post Survivor series closer to r- Rumble um, for that mania season. But I'm telling you, man, I think we're heading in a great direction. I've I've not been really truly upset, like just upset with really anything in the last year or so. Yeah. I just haven't. It's been good. Nope. Yeah, I'm um, I'm totally bought in. Uh Triple H's first full year was was great. And and I can't wait to see what else he brings us. And, and where we go from here, uh, some directions I think we are heading, like I said earlier, I think a fatal four-way bloodline match at Survivor Series would be a moneymaker, yeah. a social media seller, a just great story to tell. Um, and from the way Polly's talking is that wouldn't even be the end of the bloodline story. We keep going with great stuff, but if you put the four of them in a ring, it's a main event Survivor Series and tear it down. Ah, tempting not
1: to go. And as cr- incredible as this Bloodline storyline has been, when the Bloodline storyline is all said and done, do you think people are going to look back on it and say, the one just big glaring thing, the one thing that's really missing from that is there was never any involvement from The Rock?
0: I don't think so. I think that what they're also trying to sell is they didn't need the
1: rock. And I, I, yes. And I get that. And really they haven't needed the rock, Yeah. but it's hard not to think about him when we're talking about Romans, the head of the table of the family, when we all know that's really not true.
0: The true head is out there in Hollywood.
1: The most, you know, influential successful Mm. one is, is rock.
0: So, and, and if it's just in the bottom of the third inning, never say never, that might be the true end. They're thinking,
1: I would love that
0: the disbanding of the bloodline by rock beating him and saying, this is done.
1: I would love that. Uh, But that would cut Cody out of his finishing his story. So,
0: well, he can finish the story and win the title off of him and the bloodline story can still the bloodline civil war can still happen yeah because i don't think the title is what makes it a civil war i think it's the tribal chief thing yes so final thoughts on anything we talked about tonight juice
1: loving wrestling i love wrestling wrestling is great
0: Mm -hmm. so any thoughts from you all out there listening to any of this please let us know let us know where you think we're heading what you would like to see wwe doing um don't forget to follow us on social media. Subscribe to that website. Uh, very easy. You go to our website, 30nerdpodcast.com. You go to scroll down to the bottom. You enter your email. And throughout the month, you'll get nerdly newsletters. You'll get blogs and reviews of movies and things like that. And uh, questions. We're going to start posing questions to you all to answer to be answered on the the podcast. So, uh Again, don't forget, follow Fanboy Expo for all that Fanboy Expo content. Uh, Orlando is a, a week or so away, two weeks away now, three weeks, maybe two and a half weeks. And uh, of course, this weekend we'll be in Atlanta to see Beth Crowley at Yay. her album drop. So follow her on social media, find her music wherever you listen to music, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, whatever. Don't forget to support the Between Two Barrels podcast uh, that Tennessee Legend Distillery is doing. And also our friends at the Nerd Initiative, uh, some fellow podcasters like ourselves, uh, we are – it's it's just this big initiative that all the nerdy podcasts get together. They are killing it with the comic book content. They are reviewing books and reading comments and doing episodes, crossover episodes. I know that uh, Ken M at the ODPH is heavily involved in that, so follow them on social media. Listen to their show. It's fantastic stuff. Uh, we'll be getting involved with the Nerd Initiative uh, in the, the next little bit, uh, wherever, they, wherever they need us, pretty much. It's just really a, a community of nerds coming together and creating content, so it's really cool to see. Uh, support all the sponsors and other podcasts that you've heard in this episode. Support your lo- local comic book shops, small businesses, and independent artists of all kind. Stay kind to one another. Most importantly, stay kind to yourself. As always, cheers to you, nerds.
1: Mwah.
3: There once were two dudes who met back in college. Nobody loved pop culture more. So they started a podcast to talk all about it. And 30 and nerdy was born. Dirty and nerdy was born You might hear them chat about shows like The Witcher Or movies like Lord of the Rings And if Josh has to choose, he is loyal to Marvel While Tyler goes more for DC Yes, Tyler goes more for DC Now come, come, one and all or shut up, just answer the call to be part of our journey into magical worlds Join us and cheers to ya nerds Join us and cheers to your nerds